Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jump Time Alpha Podcast, round 21, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is furious with one Marlon Pickett. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. What a fantastic round of footy we had on the weekend. And I kicked it off Friday night by going to check out the uh, Bulldogs versus the Tigers. Got my seat oh, yeah. down behind the goals there. Went down there, and if you can fucking believe this, I'm there enjoying the football like the fucking football lover I am. I don't even barrack for either of these teams. I just love going to the footy, yep, Michael. Yep, you're just like getting a pie, yep. putting on your scarf, going yep. to sit in the pocket, having yep. a good time. I'm paying 16 bucks for a mid-strength beer. That's what, that's what, uh, that, that's what I work towards, you know. Yep. It's just, it sets up, it starts the weekend. That's how I do it. So anyway, I'm behind the goals. Uh, they kick, Richmond, uh, someone kicks a point. Marlon Pickett comes over and just fucking knocks the beer right out of my hand, mate. $16 right, splashed around everyone's feet. Absolute fucking disgrace. And has the AFL been in contact with me? Have I had one text from Andrew Dillon or that old bloke Gil McLaughlin? Have the integrity, the black ops come to me? No. This is just a fucking disgusting act from just uh, someone you wouldn't expect it from, Marlon Pickett. I expect a little bit more. But to do that to a paying punter, I think is an absolute disgrace and there should be some sort of inquiry into it. Well, then your following action was that you leant over the fence and you appeared to tapping on the shoulder a couple of times. And then the media has, mm. the fake news has cooked that up, oh. that it's your fault, that well, you're, you're apparently facing a life ban now. I, I like the way you said that because they've twisted it. So it looks like from the vision that they've put up, like no. I tap him first mm-hmm. And then he knocks the beer out of my hand. And I say, from my recollection, now I'd had, I knocked off early on Friday and I'd had like maybe 20, 24 cans before I went to the footy. Uh And my recollection is I was just sitting there and said, wonderful game, Marlon. And he came over and went whooshka and knocked it out of my hand. That is my recollection. They've doctored the footage. AFL, AFL media, you know who you are. You're fucking low dogs. You're a disgrace. (laughs) They, um, I find it fascinating the idea of a life ban because that's been banding around a few times. Like when um, it has, it has. So for know. anyone who didn't see it, there was a punter who was down there had a he just un- inexplicably. Like when was the last time you saw a fan uh, touch a player that didn't want it? So obviously players, you know, they might kick a goal, they'll come over for the high five. Yep. James Hurd famously hugged the supporter after he got Essendon back from the and West now, Coast win. now after a game, like, for, yeah. if the team has a win, like, they do a lap of honour. They go around the whole ground doing high fives. Like, my nieces, oh, are very, my, my nieces are very fond of going down to the boundary and getting a high five from a bunch of players. Mate, your nieces have got to get onto it and put up, like, uh, James Sicily, I want your boots. Because uh, players oh, yeah, just seem to point. be fucking handing over boots. Yeah, that's actually a good point, actually. I'll get I'll get them onto that, actually. Yeah, yeah so you can have James well, Sicily's well, boots. Well, there's, there's a thing called eBay, mate, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but a life ban. So, you know, obviously. Yeah, so he reached over the fence. He touched Marlon Pickett. Yeah. Marlon Pickett smacked the beer out of his hand. And yes, they're talking about a life ban. But yeah, how? How do they monitor that? How do they police it? Do they have a face up at the door? Kind of going, no, yeah. mate, we recognise you from around 20 of 2023. Like, I get it if you maybe at a grand final and your son might be playing and you just happen to headbutt a policewoman. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve a live band, but not for just tapping a guy. No, I think it's a bit rough. I remember once... Um, because you, you do wonder about the photo because it's very easy to disguise yourself. And as we've seen with the people who wave the wands over you when oh, you're going God. in to your ground, the security is not of the highest level. If they're the fucking uh, crack troops yes. that are going to recognise a face out of 100,000 people, then I feel yeah, like if we're... if that's our front line. I feel like the MCG might be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, if that's our front line of policing that, I reckon that bloke is going to every <laughs> single game next year, guaranteed. Um, I remember once in high school, uh, you talk about, you know, having the photo up and saying, do oh, not, yep. uh, you know, allow this person in. There was a kid up, uh, I can't remember why, but his face was up at the tuck shop and it said, <laughs> do, do not serve this student. <laughs> and I always wanted to know, how what do you did. get to that point of the tuck shop ladies going, I've had enough of this motherfucker. Yep. He's been bullshitting us. He's been handing us counterfeit money. He tried to pay uh, 50 cents for a sausage roll and a roll with sauce. He's a disgrace. Fucking ban him. I do love, there's a convenience store near me. Actually, I think it might be the bottle shop. And they, uh, well, <laughs> that's a convenience store. Um, and they have a bit of a wall of shame. So people have shoplift. I do love that at a shop when they have a photo. Oh, that's, the, I love that. The CCTV. And it's like, you know, pictured at, you know, 11.30. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you take? I mean, I've been lucky enough to get that <laughs> <laughs> but just the idea, okay, so they take his membership off him. You go, yep, no worries. And okay. obviously uh, uh, no one's going to be selling him one. So he can't, buy, he can't buy one under his name. So as easily as you, I'm banned, I say to you, can you buy me a membership? Yeah. You go, sure, then we're in, right? Yeah. No one's looking at your face. So they're not even going to be able to police that. They're not looking at your face. It's just, how are they going to do it? And then also the footage, it's not particularly distinctive like his face like if you're watching no. that back like you don't go oh my god that guy i recognize that face for the rest of my life and it's not a great shot of him either so yeah so i i feel like he i feel like he will be fine um you know what you do do though all right so if you really want to make it a stand you don't touch the players what you do is you have a sniper on the rooftop of the shame worn stand you have okay. a sniper on the rooftop of the northern stand or the olympic stand and if this bloke steps foot into the Yarra car park. So you're walking down with a family and then just all of a sudden you're just covered with a red mist as this guy's head explodes (laughs) like a match two footy that's been pumped up too hard. Dude, that that took a turn. (laughs) Yes, but no one's touching footballers again, are they? That's what I'm saying. Kill one to educate a thousand, you know what I mean? It actually makes me curious, actually, if we rewind for a second. What was your Mm. tuck shop situation at school? Like what? What kind of stuff you had on the on the menu? Uh, so probably like my year eleven and twelve diet was a sausage roll in a roll with sauce, but yep. it was basically pies. I suppose you could get a salad roll if you're some kind of weirdo. Yeah, sure. Um, and then you just your standard, you know, your big M's. You you, you yep. got your chalky milks kind of thing, and I, I guess you could get dessert style ice creams and shit like that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And did you have like a cafeteria area or? 
No, we didn't have a cafeteria, but we did have uh, a couple of barbecues that were next to the pool, okay. which was very strange. So it's occasionally, I don't remember them ever being used, probably because everyone just thought that they'd been heavily urinated. I, I would imagine that. If we, I, Just whenever I see those outdoor barbecues in a park, I just go, yes. that has been urinated on within the last <laughs> 24 hours, guaranteed. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever cooked on one. Uh, I'm trying to think. I reckon I have been to one down beside the Yarra, but fuck it, we'd just be covered in so much disinfectant before yeah. we went anywhere near it. There's one out the front of the ABC in Melbourne at South Bank. I think there are a couple actually, but it's a bit, yes, it's I kind of a bit those. weird. It's like not really a kind of gather with friends kind of area. Like it's a bit of a kind of. I don't know. Maybe before you're going into Q and A, you want to have a bit of a barbecue before <laughs> you go and fucking roast Barnaby Joyce. You know, you just have a little bit of fun. What about okay? What was on the Xavier? Uh, college a la carte I think, I think menu. pretty much that like it's what because so this would be when I finished was uh, uh, 1995 and so I imagine if you go into a tuck shop now they're much healthier choices but I think it was like a yeah pie sausage roll um, yeah probably salad roll again um, and I f- have a memory of like donuts as well but no ice cream no la da no, no desserts no I think we had desserts you know the best thing was in primary school uh, we didn't have a tuck shop at primary school, but we had a row of shops next to the primary school. And you could get your lunch orders from, like the milk bar would make, uh, or the deli would make sandwiches for you. You know, you put, uh, you know, yep. I want a salad sandwich or whatever, they'd make it up. But you could also get lunch orders from the fish and chip shop. Oh, oh that's handy. Yeah, so we had the highest heart attack rate in the yeah. state for primary school students. <laughs> yeah, the, had, Just um, all of us wheezing around as we tried to kick the footy in grade six. Yeah, I, I remember a number of kids had quadruple bypasses <laughs> in grade three. <laughs> we, were, we were the team. that We were good on the ground, but we couldn't take an overhead mark because <laughs> our hands were so greasy from the flake. <laughs> but there's been a little bit of interaction between players and punters yep. over the last week. Jeremy Cameron, the Geelong... Superstar was headbutted he down in Geelong. He got headbutted out of nowhere. Now, is this like the Giants' like only supporter in Geelong or something who still would not get out of the fact that Jeremy left them? But it's a very strange story. He just essentially walked up. There was a bit of interaction. The guy headbutted him, and then that was it. He got taken away. But it seems really strange in that uh, the lead-up to it wasn't aggressive. They were watching the Ashes on yeah. a Saturday night. He was approached by, and they had an amicable conversation. Yeah. And then he's just gone, oh, you know what? I'm fucking, I've had enough of this, mate. Fucking bang! It's very strange. It 39-year-old man. How would you be telling your mates that as a 39-year-old bloke, right? So you're not, you're not young and dumb enough to be, you know, uh, on the juice at you know you're 22 you want to be a hero or yep. whatever yep. you're a 39 year old man you may be a parent and you've got a front up to work as you know people go hey hey what happened to your face there and you're like oh it's got a bit of a fracas on the weekend oh what happened oh, i was talking to jeremy cameron oh the geelong superstar yeah yeah what about are the ashes and then what happened just fucking head headbutt him <laughs> for no reason whatsoever yeah. Was um, he getting smart to you? No, no. I'm just having a chat. Genuinely fascinated. Also, I'm curious. A slight detour again, but have you ever been headbutted? Uh, no, I've never been headbutted, thankfully. Yeah. Yep. You? Uh, you would have. No, People would have come for no, you, for sure. No, I haven't. But I I feel like you kind you of... Never, in high school, you never had the boater hat knocked off your head? Fucking <laughs> hell. But uh, I just feel like the headbutt is like a, a, lot of, a lot of risk and not much reward. 
Oh, I mean, if you land it right, like if the person's not expecting it, you've got the whole facial reason to fucking make explode. But sure. you've got to be in tight, Michael. You know, that's the thing about it. You've got to come in close. You've got to be in their face already. Yeah, sure. It's a close ranger. Yeah. No, it's a very bizarre story. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, we don't know what Jeremy Cameron did. He must, yeah, have, he must have done something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, that laconic style can really fucking wear on you sometimes. Oh, dude, stop talking about fishing. Yeah. Oh, I love getting on the boat. Fucking get another hobby, mate. Boring. Yeah. Oh, what's that? You got to milk the cows. Fucking bang, headbutt. <laughs> there you go. Cop that, you dickhead. <laughs> hey, uh, we got a special occasion coming up, Adam. Oh, yeah, we got the live show in the buy round, and I'm really fucking looking forward to this, Michael. It's going to be great. Uh, it's uh, Sunday, September 3 at Morris House, formerly the European Bee Cafe. Tickets can be found by Try Booking. And what about our spectacular guests? Well, we've got Razor Ray Chamberlain, who just, the more that happens with the umpiring and the um, the interpretation, because now you're not allowed to bump someone as they're kicking it. And fucking hell, I've got a lot of questions for Razor. Yeah, and, for sure, for sure. And this could be one, we haven't done this before, but where we go to the crowd and maybe we can say, has anyone else got a question for Ray before he leaves? We actually have not done that before, have we? No, actually no we haven't. Fun. And also Campbell Brown. So we basically have the angel and the devil. Yes, so room. Campbell Brown is going to be fantastic. He was obviously there for the uh, through the dark years of Hawthorne, played in 2008 uh, Premiership, and then was there at the start of the Gold Coast Suns, which yep. I reckon is going to be absolutely fascinating. And I'm, he's a man who may be able to answer the question, have you ever headbutted someone? Oh, well, so what's it? was it Stephen May's jaw that he broke? I think so. When I think Stephen wanted to go and chat to Rihanna or something. Is that right? Well, we can find out the, the truth behind the story. Something like that. Yeah, we've got, we have a lot of questions for Campbell. And, uh, and he's, he's not afraid of giving uh, honest answers. No, no, I think he's going to be fantastic. And also, you know, he played alongside Buddy Franklin. He was there yep. for that good era. He knows Clarko. So I reckon it's going to be great. And I'm fascinated to know his genuine thoughts about the start of the Gold Coast Suns. Because just, you know, what it was like when they pumped so much money and then they're working out in like fucking shelter sheds. Yeah, yeah. Like, how the fuck does that work? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So tickets can so. be fr- found at trybooking.com. Just type in junk time and you'll find them. They're running, they're going like hotcakes, mate. They are, and we obviously will have another guest that we'll announce in the next week or so. So hopefully we're just, you know, still still feeling people out, junk times. But, you know, trust us, it's going to be great. Get your Fingers tickets. And pies. Enjoy the Fingers show. Fingers and pies. That's, that's us. What a round of footy we had, Michael. How about your boys knocking off the Premiership hopes? One, one defeating Collingwood and two... You dogs taking out Nick Dacos for six weeks. You fucking I know. animals. I know. That's actually interesting. I saw a stat during the week that Hawthorne are like uh, uh, Collingwood, a 2-15 against Hawthorne since the 2011 prelim. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. which I haven't really thought about that a great deal. But I feel like we've, we usually be able to manage Collingwood quite well. Uh, I don't think we played them already this year. I might be making that up. It's all a bit of a blur. But, yeah, Nick Dacre. So, that's a big thing. So, Brownlow ramifications and then also just fucking finals ramifications for the Pies by the fact I was hearing another thing, I think, on Triple M. So, they say he's six weeks, but they go, there's not a 100% chance of that. Could be longer. That is true. But the, the one thing that does help him is the bye week. So, that kind of gives him another chance oh, to... Oh, that's a good point. He can come to the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe we can have Nick on, have a chat to him about it. Oh, I just think that the, the toughest thing with that, though, is a leg injury, is that because he's such a midfield, you know, superstar, that you, the lack of fitness. Like, if I have two uh, days off, I'm cooked. So to have six weeks off, I reckon 
for someone of his level, he'll probably drop off a fair bit. And then I wonder, I mean, we can we can maybe attribute like this to trading training loads and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not uncommon for top teams to kind of have a bit of a dip before finals. I always yep. used to think about it as like kind of your the good loss. Like I don't know back in Hawthorne's heyday, they'd be like, you know, ten wins in a row, then they'd lose to the Bears in like round twenty one. And you kinda of go, Well, that means they don't have to win fifteen in a row to get the premiership. Yes, you know what I mean? True. So true. Too yeah, but again, Geelong couldn't buck that trend last year by winning the last sixteen or whatever and really flying home. I guess it's around now, like Augustish, that you want to be playing pretty well. Mm, yeah, sure, sure. Do you think now with the Blues beating the Pies and the Hawks beating the Pies, do you think mm. that maybe they're beginning to work them out a little bit? Are they working out how to how to shut down Nick Dacos if you're giving Finn McGuinness's efforts on the weekend? Why, well, why, 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 why have I fucking turned this fucking show into footy clubs <laughs> <laughs> for some reason? You know what, though? Because what Dacos had five touches before he went yeah. off and Finn McGuinness just fucking wore him like nothing else. You just imagine that every other club will just go... Don't worry about your own game. Although McGinnis had a bit, a little bit of it, but just go to Dacos and just fucking, if he goes for a wee, you're standing right behind him. Like, whatever he does, you are there. I think so. And I just feel like, okay, you you are losing a player of your own by doing that. But at the same time, if they do a good a good enough job at nullifying them, like, yeah, you know, well, I think Nick Dacos is worth, like, three players. So I well, reckon yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, so I, I kind of figure, like, clubs should do that from now. There was... There was they seem to talk about being a bit hesitant about tagging and stuff nowadays. But yeah. uh, back in the day, it was like de rigueur, wasn't it? Well, everyone kind of did it. Did did Hawthorne sneakily do like maybe a bit of a Tonya Harding on Nick Dacos that we didn't see? Like just Finn McGuinness pulled out a little bit of a bar, bang, hits him. And then, you know, players Cody didn't say anything about it. Is that what happened? I don't mind that. But also, when you look back at that story and Nancy Kerrigan's there screaming, why, why, why? You kind of go, I feel like you're a bit annoying, Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what about the baggers, mate? I mate, it's not call a big it, deal. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's I just call we're it sitting fifth. The lid is off, Adam. The no, lid, lid is well off. well and truly on. No, da, there's da, no, no de-lidding. Are you uh, getting your premiership tattoo yet? Have you, have you looking at looking at designs? Are you going to get the old logo or the new logo? Like, what are you going to get? Get Captain Calton on your butt or something around your ankle? Get a uh, uh, Navy Nina, mate, maybe? Mate, the lid is all on. We've got Melbourne this week. We've just got to, we've one week at a time, Michael. Sure, it's our biggest winning streak in 23 years, but, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal. Sure, we kicked seven goals to one in the last half against St Kilda. It's not, it doesn't matter, mate. You know, sure, we really outplayed them, and Brad Crouch, who'd had, like, 30 touches to three-quarter time, had zero in the last quarter, but it's not. it doesn't matter, mate. You know, Jack Steele was dominating, didn't touch it in the last as well. It just doesn't matter, you know, even though Charlie Kern only kicked one for the game and everyone else stood up around him. It's not a big deal. We're not even thinking about it. Um, you know what I hate? You know what I fucking hate? We're in that position now where it's ours to lose. And it awesome. just... We were Love there it. last year. And it's just nothing... There is no comfort in any of this. There's no joy. There was joy last night, and now we've got Melbourne this week. The joy goes. There's no fun. It's fucked. Footy's fucked. And I hate everyone. AF, you know what the AFL's done today? They released a fixture for the final round, and a little team happens to be the final game being played on the Sunday. So it all comes down to that again, my friend. Mate, on a Sunday at 6.10 too, by the way. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing to us? Traditional time. So that'll finish, that'll finish at fucking 9 p.m., <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so you potentially and at nine o'clock on on that Sunday, I could either be really happy or yeah. like I was in the last round last year, just staring into the middle of the ground for forty five minutes, just in disbelief. Um, when you say it's the longest streak in twenty three years, like how many games yes. in a row is that? Seven. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I think that was when Carlton might have won maybe fourteen or fifteen in a row. That was the year that uh, obviously Essendon. Uh, lost one and Carlton oh, were right. flying and then yeah. and then Cuda got injured and that kind yeah, of yeah. cost us. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. No, it's going to be very exciting. And we have a plethora of um, eight shapers going on next weekend. Like, it's going to be absolutely nuts. Like, probably the ramifications, you can go from, you know, 10th to 5th and then 5th to 10th. Like, it's going to be pretty wild. And it's just amazing how heavily you can barrack for another team and how invested you can become. Like, yeah. for, for once, like, I would love... Collingwood to beat Geelong and I've never really thought that in my life <laughs> you know just little things like that that you just go come on just do us a fucking favour can everyone like Richmond Richmond I want you to beat St Kilda just do it for us just fuck them off you know you know what if we don't win you need everyone around you to lose just fucking help you your fucking team if you can beat the Western Bulldogs yep. in Tassie in Tasmania. I mean come on hey um it is very funny, the machinations of that stuff, and you kind of get to the end of the season. Hey, uh, have you busted out the ladder predictor yet? No, I'm too scared to do that as well. Because <laughs> I've, I've done that before, and we always end up about fifth, so that never works. There was a game I used to play when I was little. It's actually a fun little game for kids, right? My brother taught it to me, and you just get a dice, and you just roll the dice. Yep. And one dice is the goals, and one dice is the points. And so you just yeah. play these little fantasy games. Dice footy, mate, it's called. Yeah, well, basically, yeah. But it was yeah. very strange um, how the fact that um, Hawthorne would go through the season. <laughs> Loaded maybe, dice they back maybe then. Got a, they maybe got a couple of re-rolls every now and then. <laughs> Fucking cheats. <laughs> now, one of our previous guests, uh, Matthew Lloyd, who joined us, uh, was it la- yeah, last year, last year on the, on the last live show, show in, the, in the bye week, has found himself in hot water, Michael. He has. I actually don't really quite understand what he did wrong here, but he's been coaching at Haleybury College. They had a uh, victory in that league, the APS, and yep. then he went to a private residence uh, to have a bit of a shindig with parents and other students. Yep. And he kind of got, he got, I think, kind of sanctioned by the school, saying that it was kind of inappropriate, and he's admitted that it was inappropriate. I think there might have been alcohol there. But yes. he said, as a staff member, he shouldn't have been there. But I actually don't really know what he did wrong. He was the football coach going to a party for the footballers. I guess because, uh, I don't know, maybe there, is there a rule that teachers can't go into private homes? Is that like something, and teachers, uh, therefore staff of a school well, can't visit? a few of the teachers <laughs> at my school might be in trouble there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually don't really know what the rule was. But yeah, he said, um, although I was there to get to my players and parents and revel and enjoy in what we had achieved that season, the set, the setting that it was, alcohol being there, I'm not to be there as a coach or staff member. So maybe they just have a general rule that staff members can't be at functions where there's alcohol. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a thing, or maybe it's just private residences. Uh, I, I was there for a short time. I didn't see Lloydie, but I was only there for like 15 minutes, just picked up some cash, dropped off some shit and fucked off. So it was <laughs> fine. Those boys seemed to be really happy with the win. So good yeah, on them. Yeah, sure. No, they were, they were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> they were singing the club song. They were dancing to the club song. It was really weird. 
You know what I love, though? You know what I love, though, is that Halebury, they come down, like when Halebury sanctioned someone, they fucking sanctioned someone because the season isn't over somehow. They still had a game a couple of days later and they stood Lloydie down for like the three days, the first yeah. three days of the week. And then they're like, you did the wrong thing, but also can you coach us again on Saturday because you're doing a really yeah, good job, mate. It, um, it said here, I was stood down for a couple of days, but was back mm. on the tra- training on Thursday and we'll be coaching the start tomorrow, <laughs> Saturday. So he like, has what, learned like, his lesson, Michael. <laughs> like a two-day I mean, punishment? Matthew Lloyd will never, ever do that again. <laughs> Not after he's been given three days away from his job. Oh, oh, that hurts. That hurts. Oh, The poor bloke. And I mean, Lloydie's struggling for cash too. Like he's only got Fuck 27 no, media jobs. Like, I mean, yeah. give the guy a break. I hope I hope it was step down with pay. I hope that yes. for him. He's got a mortgage, surely. Absolutely. Two days, yes, but three. I mean, the poor bloke. He just would have been beside himself as he sat at home doing fuck all on a Tuesday night, you know? <laughs> Going, oh, fucking hell, I've got to do a good call, bad call question this week. What the <laughs> fuck do I talk about? Uh, another guy who didn't want to work. Well, mm. he actually didn't want to work. Lloyd, he did want to work. Yeah. Uh, was uh, Mick Malthouse. So th- this is very out of character. The following story for Mick Malthouse. Well, this was um, on ABC Radio, where he's been doing a bit of, I suppose, special comments. Whatever. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had Craig Kelly, Ned Kelly, come into the studio at the G. I imagine. Yeah, it would have been. And um, yep, MCG. And Mick walked out for that interview. Uh, I believe that there is still maybe some bad blood. Ah, Taylor Swift song. Um, some bad blood about um, the way Mick was ousted from the job back in uh, 2011. Yes, that is correct. So, yeah, that, so Mick Maltes would have seen the rundown and gone, oh, fuck this. And having been to the media section um, at the MCG and, and Marvel Stadium, I think they're both very similar. It's sort of like you've got all the commentary boxes next to each other. But mm. then behind it is like a little uh, foyer where everyone hangs out anyway and there's like a pie warmer in there and you can get, yeah. you know, you, get yourself a, little, a soft drink or whatever. Yeah, a little room where you kind of, you know, get, you know, hot chips, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so it would have been, Malthouse would have had to even leave that. So he would have had to completely exit every part of the media thing to not see Craig Kelly. I find it interesting that actually by the fact that I've, I've been in that room, that area as well, and... um. The media are all on top of each other. And so I actually wonder over the years, like, um, you know, there would have been a lot of fiery characters like Rex Hunt or something like that who was not yeah. giving lip to his opposition. Like, I wonder if there how many kind of confrontations have been in that in that area over there. I reckon there would have been a fair few because remember back in the day when everyone used to um, mock the ABC and mm. say it was, you know... Uh, Tobin Brothers. But, yes, yes. And so they'd be coming out going, hey, go fuck yourself, Rex. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking bash someone, <laughs> you know? Like, don't, don't tell us what to do. Um, but, so Mick walked out uh, and Craig went on with the um, the interview. But I, I like, I'm like you. I don't, I don't believe this story. Because... Oh, really? If the, if the Mick Maltaz I know mm, from attend, mm. attending his regular stand-up appearances... <laughs> uh, it, it, he's not a man to uh, carry any form of bitterness with him at all. <laughs> the guy rarely holds a grudge. Yeah, yeah. How do you reckon he'd go if we somehow got him on the live show? Who do you reckon would be more terrifying, Mick Malthouse or Ross Lyon? That is actually a very good fucking question. 
Yeah, um, psychopath question without notice. I feel like I feel there's a danger to Ross. Yes, I feel yeah, like I, I'm with you on that. I feel he like could, if Mick came would, at me, I reckon yeah. I wouldn't be as frightened if Ross came at me. You wouldn't be as frightened as if Mick came on, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Mick came at me, I'd be like, oh, I can take the old man. But if Ross <laughs> came at me, I'd be like, where's the shiv that he's going to have in his hand in a few yeah, seconds' time? Yeah, see, I would say Mick Malthouse is more likely to walk out, like just storm off, walk down the stairs, leave uh, Morris House slash European Beer Cafe. Whereas yeah. Ross Lyon, I think, would happily hit you with a stool in front of our adoring fans. Yeah, and... Um, and that and would be, for, and I would like, I would cheer that, and I would be right behind him. And I think there'd be like a hidden terror to Ross as well if you got into his wrong side, like the the fear that you're going to bump into him one day. Like I think that yeah. would linger for the rest yeah. of your life. No, that's hey, that's a very good point. Doing some footballers in real life, Adam. Hit me, bro. From Shane, I work in the Adelaide Airport, and just saw the Port Squad in the Virgin Lounge. Uh, things of note, Finlayson was with wife and daughter uh, sitting with Willie Rowley and Jonas was standing at the bar talking to some of the public politely. Low dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not a fan. Uh, from Callum, hope you're well, gents. Hope you're well, Callum. Uh, just headed back, heading back to Melbourne from Perth and popped into the Virgin Lounge. Virgin Lounge getting a workout today. Isn't uh, it? I'm doing very well for myself in brackets. For a couple of vinos and subpar buffet-style food. Are you a member of the lounges? Uh, no, I was a member of Qantas a while ago, but just am not flying enough, so just got out of it. What's the spread like? Like, I think I've, I've, I think I've been in there, that and Virgin, but like never really taken advantage I of mean, anything. Back in the day. You know, like, say pre-COVID, it was actually not too bad, you know, especially if you had, like, a two-hour wait for a flight. You go in there, yeah. you have, like, six or seven toasties, some pasta, a yep. few few beers, you know, chop up some top up some wine a couple okay. of times, head back a bit. So it wasn't – it was like, you'd actually go, yeah, I'll get to the airport a little bit early because yeah. I can just fucking pig out and try and earn the money I paid for this back. Yeah, sure. I never – um, I've never really done the lounge thing by the fact that I- – I don't really get to the airport early enough. I'm always in a bit of a rush or, you know, not really too fast. I think I went to – a friend took me into the Qantas Lounge at LAX and that was quite impressive. That was. I went to the first class lounge at LAX oh, really? with a friend of the show, Fitzy. Oh, yep. Because I was flying back and they – he and Whipper were flying back and I said, hey, mate, because I was in the business class lounge because I, I, um, I was there. I was then a member and he said, oh, we're in the first class lounge. I'll come and get you. Mm-hmm. And – it's sit-down dinner, like a la carte. Like, they yep. come down, they put a menu in front of you, and you choose what you want, and, oh, it was fucking, it was the best. Yeah, wow, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, Callum was uh, popped into the Virgin Lounge for a couple of vinos and subpar buffet-style food when I saw none other than former Northampton local and my favourite Cripper, Jamie Cripps. He sat with two other Eagles staff, but no players. Today is a Friday, and they are playing the Mighty Bombers on Saturday, so presumably the rest of the team flew on Thursday. He had the rigatoni with a burnt butter sauce and a Coke. Couldn't nice. tell if it was a zero or full strength. Well, he's playing, you know, can't got to be zero. Uh, it does. An old fella sat across from him in the lounge and told him to stay persistent. Good times are coming. Mate, that old fella is a fucking <laughs> moron. Like, it's, that old fella's not going to see the good times coming, mate. 
Unless he's going to live to 135, that bloke is <laughs> fucking wrong. Jamie uh, sat in business on the plane as the two other staff members sat in cattle class. Um, emailing from the plane as we see it at Perth Airport. We'll keep an eye on him throughout the flight and update you on anything noteworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Callum. That was great. That was a lovely football in real life. Hey, uh, don't forget our live show. Tickets can be found at Try Booking Sunday, September 3 at 4.30pm at Morris House, formerly the European Beer Cafe. The lid's off. Razor Ray and Campbell Brown. The lid's off, Adam. Go Hawks. <laughs> Watch out the fucking baggers. Here we come. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns